are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday we got a lot of news going on around the NBA. We're going to start with the biggest one from yesterday, and that is the fact that Nate Bjorkren is out as the Indiana Pacers head coach. This does impact, potentially, the Pelicans on the trade market. I'll explain that in the first segment of today's show. Then we're going to get into the playoffs a little bit. What's going on with the Bucks? And does that make those picks that the Pelicans have from the Bucks more or less valuable? And then we'll finally get into our season in review series, talking about Wenyan Gabriel today. We expect him to be back next year. So let's break it down in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the players the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. So the big news yesterday was that the Indiana Pacers fired their head coach, Nate Bjorkren, after just one year. And it's not so much a surprise, I think. We heard rumblings that this might happen, and they seemed like a little bit of a disaster throughout the season. But after one year, you clearly made the mistake, and it's good for the Indiana Pacers to kind of realize that and rip the Band-Aid off and try and go in a different direction and stop this from getting potentially worse. You know, it's it's not easy to admit you made a mistake and fire a head coach after one year. And this is not me saying anything about Stan Van Gundy at all. I know people are going to read into that. I don't think he needs to be fired or anything like that. Um, but I do think that it's good to make this move if you determine that this isn't the guy to lead your franchise going forward. So good on the Indiana Pacers for making that decision, and it probably saves saves them worse issues creeping up because it did sound like Nate Bjorkren really lost the locker room, the respect of the players, the buy-in from the players, the confidence of the players. All of that seems to have been eroded away over the course of the year. And it's kind of a cautious reminder, I think, that you can't just import another team's culture to your franchise. We hear it a lot with the Heat, right? We talked a lot about Dan Craig maybe coming to New Orleans and being the head coach and bringing that Heat culture with him. It shows that you can't import that because Bjorkren came from the Nick Nurse Toronto Raptors and that kind of creative way that they go about things. Creative, I think, is the best way to describe them and what they do. An almost new age approach to a certain degree. And so when you bring him in, It clearly didn't work with these type of players, and you've got to try and build your culture organically or from the ground up. It can't just be come in and we're we're going to import it, and all of a sudden we are going to be like the Raptors, or we're going to be like the Heat. And it clearly didn't work in Indiana with guys like Brogdon, with Sabonis, and others, where there were um, you know fights on the bench basically between players and coaches. And we heard a lot of rumblings throughout the season. We heard some rumors that maybe guys just shut themselves down due to injury and decided they were going to get surgery and not play for this dude anymore. A whole number of things. But the Indiana Pacers are doing their best to be like, you know what? We don't want any of this bad stuff to happen. So what's big about this and the way it impacts the Pelicans, I think, is that's a team that we're looking at that could potentially have blown it up, right? That we don't want them to or that we do want them to blow it up and move on from a guy like Brogdon or Sabonis because that's going to be just a team that's never going to go anywhere. 
You know, they get into the first round. They get bounced out in the first round. They didn't even make the play-in tournament this year. Like, that's what the Pacers do. That's why they fired um, Vogel and moved on from other people, Nate McMillan there, right? That's kind of what goes on with them. And it seems like they're in a similar boat to the Indiana Pacers, right? Like, they should blow it up. Just rebuild and try and see if you can build a better team that has a higher ceiling than what you have. But I don't think they look at it like that. They'd made the playoffs six years in a row before this season, and it seems like they were very upset that um, they weren't able to get in this year, and so they want to get back in. And what I think that means is no Brogdon on the trade uh, on the trade block, no Sabonis on the trade block, um, or to a lesser extent, even though I don't really want him here in New Orleans, a guy like Miles Turner on the trade block. And I think it means that they're going to bring in, it sounds like an established guy who knows what he's doing, can get the buy-in from some players, and just get them to be a winning basketball team and get back into the playoffs with the hopes of trying to make the second round. So they're not going to blow up their team if you're if you're firing Bjorkren right now. And Woj tweeted as much. He said, this is a team that thought they should be further into the playoffs or at least into the playoffs. They didn't make it. They're going to go out and try and get back into the playoffs you're not going to blow up your team and they said if they were if this was a rebuild then maybe Bjorkren would have survived and stayed there next year they get signals that no business is going to get done with the Indiana Pacers you can probably take Brogdon off of your wish list same for Sabonis either one of them or both I think would fit very well here in New Orleans big fan of both of those players particularly Malcolm Brogdon yeah but with this news probably not going to happen this year so we'll get into the Milwaukee Bucks and how them going down 0-2 impacts the Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? And is it really that surprising? The game's kind of rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you do. You really don't stand a chance. And that's why you've got to give Stat Hero a try. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. And here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. When you play those other daily fantasy games, you're going against millions of people at times. And you know what? I played those a couple of times. I wanted to like them. And then, as Stat Hero says, it's kind of rigged against you, right? You're playing against their employees or employees for other companies who have more inside in Info than you do, and it's not really a fair game. But over at Stat Hero, you are in total control. Stat Hero is the daily fantasy sports book the way it was meant to be, one on one. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds in your favor. Go to stathero.com/lockedon, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that's unheard of. Go to stathero.com/lockedon, stathero.com/lockedon. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? And if you talk to anyone, any of the listeners who've tried Built Bars all have their own. I, they even send me pictures of them like eating them. And it's like, that that's awesome. I, I'm glad that you guys like a product that sponsors the show here. But Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. The churro puff bar is my one of my favorites. So is the um, coconut brownie chunk bar. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they know 
the ones they love. The flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. And if you don't know which one is your favorite, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine different flavors. And most of them have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. So not only are these bars the best tasting, but Built Bars are basically the healthiest one out there as well. You've really got to give them a try before a workout, after a workout, quick lunch if you're on the road and traveling again. There's also that. Um, so order today and get whatever flavor it is you want to give a try or that mixed box. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage. It's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. The Bucks struggling down 0-2 to the Brooklyn Nets. And look, it's not a surprise. The Nets, about as good as they possibly could be. They are just like as legitimate of a team as I think I've ever seen before. So going down 0-2 to them isn't like a, like a thing you should be upset about, right? Like it's almost the expected outcome, especially with them being the home team in this series, the first two games being in Brooklyn. And that is, I think, a big thing. We'll see if the Bucks can get back into the series. But the surprising part of this is the books of the books. The Bucks have been smacked in this series so far. Like these games have not been close and it's been genuinely surprising to see them get blown out by almost 40 points at one point in game one. They lost by 39. Even with Giannis doing kind of his Giannis thing and everything he can, there's only so much that this team is really capable of doing. And it seems like the Bucks are playing right into the Nets' hands. And this is after they, they, they went all in, right? Like they went all in on that Drew Holiday trade. As much as we love Drew Holiday and wanted to get as many assets back for Drew Holiday, everyone, including us, was like, wait, that's what they're willing to give up for Drew Holiday like that much? Like, hell yes, sign me up for that sort of trade. And so they kind of went all in and don't really have ways that they can improve this team significantly. And that puts them in a weird spot. Giannis signed the Supermax there to really try and win. And it sounds like winning is the number one thing for him. And he thought he could do that there more so than anywhere else. But if they can't win this year and they have to almost reshuffle the deck chairs to a certain degree, does his mindset change at all? And this is speculation, right? But if they can't win and he knows they don't have the assets to improve that team a whole lot, is there going to be something in the back of his mind being like, I, I need out and you guys got to trade me? And then that team starts going through a rebuild sooner than we were expecting them to do. That's only good for the Pelicans. You know, as much as I want to see a small market succeed with the homegrown superstar that they've signed to multiple extensions and has stayed there so far, I also want those draft picks that the Pelicans have to, to improve so that they can kind of do better than what the Bucks are doing right now. And so you... You know, have to kind of be in a make your choice here. Are you rooting for the Bucks, or do you want the Bucks to fail because maybe it means they got to blow it up or do something? You know, maybe ship out Middleton, who looks very limited in this series, or others. Um, that's not going to be the way that they want to go about this, and it might only increase the chances that the Pelicans get a good draft pick out of that because the picks from the Lakers, the picks from the Bucks, though they're really the Bucks ones especially are pushed out to the future, don't look particularly great. But the Bucks getting rocked in this series against the Nets, and Game 3 is tonight, 
could shift that a little bit. And I would be all for that if it means it's only going to help the Pelicans and their war chest of assets because some of those in the future are going to maybe not look nearly as good to other teams. So I love the idea that the Pelicans could get some value here. And it's probably the likely outcome. Maybe the Bucks get back into this series tonight at home. That will really help them. But overall, I'm not really so sure. Maybe it's just the Nets are that good and this is just not the right way to look at it. But sometimes teams overcorrect. You jerk the wheel to a degree. And I wonder if that could happen here. So worth keeping an eye on this series and maybe, depending on how you feel about small market success, rooting for the Brooklyn Nets. So coming up, season in review on Wenyan Gabriel. Got a chance to play some big minutes, or at least more minutes, at the end of the regular season. Does that mean the Pelicans should bring him back next year? I'll let you know what I think coming up here next. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nic- nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Plus, they also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, and throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. The Locked On Podcast Network listeners get a discount too. Go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA that's locked on NBA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on NBA at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on NBA. All right, continuing the season in review series here that we're doing on all of the players on the Pelicans roster. Anyone who's played a minute for him will probably touch on to a certain degree or at least ended the season with the team. We don't really need to talk about J.J. Redick, do we? Uh, And we're up to Wenyan Gabriel. This was a late addition to the Pelicans roster, a guy coming over from Portland that people were pretty high on, I think. He had a good bubble with the Trailblazers, played good minutes in their first-round playoff loss because that's that's what the Trailblazers do is lose in the first round, and came in late addition to the Pelicans roster going into the regular season and didn't really get a lot of minutes to start the year. It sounds like he was injured. He was like kind of learning a couple of things, but a guy that people who watched Portland closely last year were fairly high on, thinking that he should be an NBA rotation player, and on the season in New Orleans, he averaged three point four points per game he did this shooting 40.6 percent from deep pretty good numbers there um 2.6 um rebounds per game half an assist half a steal half a block and overall really started to come alive towards the very end and saw a bigger role you know once people were injured and things like that but was it enough for him to maybe earn a spot in the rotation next season The team has a player option on him, so it's a cheap body to bring back, and I do think that is something that the Pelicans are seriously going to look at. When he finally started to play minutes for the Pelicans consistently, he was okay. 
Over the final six games of the regular season, he averaged eight points per game alongside five rebounds and shot 43% from deep on three and a half attempts per game. Those are pretty good numbers coming off the bench. He has positional versatility at good size, 6'9". He can play in the power forward spot. You could maybe, maybe in minutes use him in a small ball center, though you really don't want to do something like that. And he can play out on the wing, I think, a little bit too. Um, But overall, really kind of play him at that power forward spot with some switchability, right? Positional versatility to switch if you need him to do it. And I think that's a useful player to have. A guy that can cover multiple positions, that rebounds well. And his per 36 minute numbers this season would have been 10.8 points per game alongside eight rebounds. It's not amazing, right? He would have taken five threes per game. And you probably don't want him playing that many minutes. But it does show that in the right role, he can be a useful guy to have, I think. And that's the type of guy that I think this team tries to value. And positional versatility like that is always something that I think could value, let alone he's a cheap body. There's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster worth thinking about, but he's a guy that if you have a roster spot at $1.7 million next season, that's probably a guy you should bring back. Like, I actually mean this. I A lot of people I thought in the beginning of the year were like, oh, he's going to light it up. I'm like, I, I don't think so. The guy's played 51 games for his career in the NBA. He had played 30 games the season before and had nice flashes here and there, but he clearly needs to get a little bit more consistent, I think, with his three-point shot and start to do it in a higher volume for him to really have a role. Otherwise, you can get guys that score and rebound. But the fact that he is good size, decent enough athleticism and a good wingspan and can give you coverage at a couple of spots with a switch-heavy scheme if that's what you want to go with, yeah, I'm kind of all for it. You know, as a cheap body that you could probably cut if you needed to or just include in a trade, not really a problem. A guy that should be pretty easy to dump if you needed to, I think there's a lot of value in having that kind of guy on the roster, and I liked what we saw from him at the end of the season when he really started to come on and play uh, some of the best basketball of the season when he finally started to get a role. And by the way, those eight points and five rebounds he averaged, he did that in 22 and a half minutes. Like, that's good production for that, alongside fairly decent defense and hitting a couple of three-pointers, basically. I like it. I'd buy stock in him. I think he'll be back here next season. Um, And of all the guys that are kind of on the fringes, I think I'm highest on him coming back to the Pelicans roster next year. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, listen to the Locked On Today podcast. What's the plan for the Steelers at quarterback after Big Ben? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to wrap up the week.